Hi guys and welcome. This is Jen Gata Siciliano, artist, memoir writer, bipolar psychiatric survivor, and your host of Not As Crazy As You Think podcast, the place that offers an alternative perspective on mental illness, highlighting creativity, non-conventional healing, and breaking on through to the other side. If you are ready for a new narrative on the mental realm that celebrates crazy and cool without penalty, then Not As Crazy As You Think is for you. Hello, this is Jen Gata Siciliano, your host of Not As Crazy As You Think podcast. Today, I am presenting to you all a incredible artist, and I'm very lucky to have him on board. He and I have worked together before many, many times doing lots of fun things out there. People have probably seen it. I want to give a big opening to this uh, incredible visionary. His name is Andy Golub. Pretty, pretty infamous artist in New York City. He's involved with a variety of things, but the thing that you probably most know him for is his body painting. So, Andy, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. So let's just start and give people your background because you started as an artist a long time ago. But I think what's interesting to know is how you kind of stumbled into the whole body painting world and how you really took it on as being kind of like your stamp of uh, recognition. So how did you get into art? When did you know that this was going to be what you pursued like full time? And how did it go from maybe painting, you know, flat canvases or, you know, 3D images or, or forms to the beautiful human body? Um, I started doing art in middle school and I would, I had a good friend who had a comic book collection and I was inclined to do drawings. Actually, you know what, it started in elementary school and I joined the contest. It was a reading, like, like promoting people to read. And I went home and my mom, uh, she did the art for me and I won, uh, I won the contest and I, I, and, but I didn't do the art. And then they brought me in and they said, they go, uh, they're like, did you do this art? And she told me, she was like, just say, yeah. And I did. And then but somehow, like that kind of, um, I don't know, I guess I wanted to do art at that point anyway. And then in middle school, I was drawing a lot of comic book stuff. And then after, uh, I would like draw pictures of my teachers as superheroes. But it wasn't really until high school that I really kind of like my brain opened up. And I was doing like really thoughtful art. And I was doing it all day long. And it was really difficult for me to sit in class and listen to people talk for six hours a day without having uh, some kind of outlet. So the art was uh, essential. And I, I built skills and I built a voice uh, through that. And I was very self-inspired. Um, also, there was something funny about the art that I was doing. Uh, not funny, but it was I was very much uh, expressing myself. I would draw these faces and these faces would uh, be um, really exactly what I was feeling, um, even though I didn't really know what I was doing uh, other than like just faces and eyes and mouths and stuff and they were cool but it was just interesting and then I would try to draw an emotion like I would try to draw someone angry or scared and it never looked like that it only looked like it when I wasn't trying and when I was just doing it um college uh most of college was like a train wreck I think um I was you know like 
putting my art out there and I really was very happy with my work and I really found that there was I was really happy with my work and I would send it to galleries and I found that a lot of people were just not responding at all and I was really surprised and confused and I think I was pretty naive um, just because I saw how much everybody loved Keith Haring and I loved Keith Haring and I was like, you know, if they love Keith Haring so much, they're really going to find what I'm doing compelling. Right. And uh, they didn't. And then I was like, you know, maybe the reason they like Keith Haring is because he's famous or maybe they don't even really understand Keith Haring because they don't seem to understand me at all. And they sort of should. And so I was sort of confused about it. And as I said, I may be pretty naive, really. Um, and then... Um, while I was doing my process, uh, you know, developing, I mean, went through different stages and all, but I, I, I uh, one time did this canvas that was all these interlocking faces. And uh, on these interlocking faces, it was, I spent like three weeks on this one canvas. It wasn't that big. And, uh, and then it was like the most popular thing that I had. Everybody like really loved it. Uh, and then for some reason, instead of doing more of it, I, I kind of, went away from it. I was like, oh, if they love this, they're really going to love my stories and my characters. And I did all these other things and, 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 and they, they, you know, it was okay, but they, nothing, none of it was nearly as popular as the blue faces. And then one day I just thought about it. I was like, why am I going against the grain? Like, why don't I ride the grain, you know, ride the tide, you know, like mm -hmm. there was something that connected. And so then I started doing more of the blue faces and then it found that the blue faces seemed very similar even though like they were different, if you really look at them, each face was different and there was the way they were connected. It was like, but, but from a distance, when you would just look at it, it just looked like a very similar painting because it was very monochrome, you know, just like shades of blue mm -hmm. and it was very flat, you know, on the surface. It wasn't using a lot of like depth and all. I mean, they were obviously cool, but anyway, so uh, then I started just, somehow I decided to start painting objects so I started painting shoes and hats and socks and tables and 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 uh, car doors and walls and just things of different shapes and rocks. And I found that when I was painting these different objects, that the that on one level I was trying to figure out how to get a face in there, but on another level, uh, it was like I was actually interacting with the object. I was like, mm. you know, like pulling in its energy, whether it had a function or was just shaped like a rock. And um, and then I did a mannequin. I did a couple mannequins. And then after I did a couple mannequins, I said I wanted to paint a person. And it's funny because, like, I never even really knew that there was a body painting world or mm. body painting was a thing. Like, I wasn't interested in that. You know, it really wasn't that big when you started. It was just really surfacing. Hmm. That, that may be true. I mean, they had the World Body Painting Festival and... Keith Haring did some body painting and I mean, you're right though. I mean, it didn't seem like that big a thing. And so I was at art expo, uh, 2007, mm -hmm. I think. And so I was telling some guy, you know, I want to do some body painting. And he's like, I know a model I painted this girl wearing a bikini at art expo. And it was amazing how the transformation, but also like while she was walking around, like, Everybody was like following her around like the Pied Piper. I mean, she was pretty, but it was, there was something really, and, and Art Expo now is like kind of more built up. Like at the time, like Art Expo was like, it was okay, but I don't know. It just wasn't that an exciting an event. And mm -hmm. what I did was the most exciting thing there. And I was like, this is interesting. So I decided I was going to do more of it. 
started doing a bunch of them in this in the studio and then i was i saw this one time where the the i did this really awesome painting and the pictures sucked and i was like why do these pictures suck you know like it just i was like why is that it's such a good painting you know and then i was like you know what i really want to do is i really want to just take this and not do it for the photos but do it in public i want to just do it where people mm. can just see the transformation that takes place mm. that was what was amazing to me so i started doing that and then uh actually hooked up with this guy who's uh like a uh he was a young guy who was like just out of college but a videographer and he was good and i was like let's just shoot everywhere in the city and so we, i have like i have a shit ton of um a video of me oh, painting. Oh, really? Early video? Really? A, like a lot. Like, Did you ever use it in any capacity? Artistically? Not really. Really? Not really. A little bit here and there. Oh my gosh. It'd be fun to look at. Yeah. And I was, and some really good, some really, really good paintings. And I was, as you might, as you might know, I mean, uh, I, I talked a lot. It was like the, I, I, I think there was like a frustration um, that like I never really, you know, was really able to get my artistic voice out. And it just really like my, my, the voice inside was so overwhelming that like when all of a sudden I finally, things started like opening up. Cause I, I guess I didn't say when I first started painting in the street, it was like everything immediately changed. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody started treating me like with so much respect. And mm -hmm. then before that there was this like not, and I don't know, I, I just, um, I, it, it just felt like, like I hit a, hit a, hit a, hit a button in a way. Yeah. And, and, and then moving forward really, really fast, I would say that like it kept evolving and it seemed amazing how it kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And it wasn't even like difficult. Like it was just, it just was naturally growing and then it just became international and it just became groups and it just became like, just all these different things. And so it, it seemed in a sense, like it seemed, uh, you know, very magical to have something in one hand be like so difficult and then in another hand, so easy. Mm. And uh, I think looking back, it's hard to uh, assess it without getting like overly spiritual or something like fate or something. Mm -hmm. But I think that when, when life, comes that way then it does feel like there's another force i guess yeah. a little bit yeah and and you know what to honor that is a beautiful thing because you definitely were called into that role i mean we've discussed this before and i want to bring it up because i think it's funny when i first started getting into body painting it was as an outgrowth after i was a face painter for a while because i was i left teaching and i was at home with my son and it was a perfect thing. And then I was going to these conventions and I, Oh, look at this. You could paint on a full body. I'd like that better because I was a painter, not just like a, you know, I did it for money, what I was doing, but I wanted the canvas. So I probably got into it three, four years after you, but there was nobody taking these classes. And I was like, there's like three of us in here. And these guys are like, you know, the world champions, you know, like how come no one's taken these classes? This is way before skin wars this is way before. But what I did hear from my, my mother was like, why are you doing this? I can't believe it. And what I thought was so funny was that she started point this is before I met you. She started pointing out 
that there was this guy in New York City who was getting trouble for the same thing. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, there's this guy. He's making everybody get nude in the middle of the city. And they're, you know, look at this. This is what you're doing. I said, well, I don't make I don't make them take their underwear off. So like <laughs> at the time, it was all about thongs and pasties, you know. So like it was very funny to me because eventually I ended up meeting you. Our paths crossed. I wanted to get involved with Body Painting Day. You had asked me to do a project with you before Body Body Painting Day. And then we had that conversation. So I just think um, you were meant to do it. You know what I mean? I know personally that a lot of the people who I was involved with were like from Florida and from all these different areas. Philly. Philly was a big center for body painting for a while. But the New York scene was really not much of anything until you started, I guess, putting your stamp on it. And then people knew New York City body painting to be involved with Andy Golub. So it was it was a, a bit of a meant to be thing. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's true. And it was like weird, as I say, like how certain things just weren't working and then other things were. But I guess that um, the thing that I found so compelling about it personally was that when I was in high school, I was saying that I would do these drawings and how without thinking about it, the drawings would really accurately express like how I was feeling. And I found that when I was body painting, uh, the pieces all were collaborations uh, with the model. And that not to say that the models were participating in the making of the art at all. They were muses, really. They were just being yes. themselves. And I was reading their energy and and it, and it was um, what was amazing about it is that, uh, you know, when you meet people, some people you say, oh, that's a really nice guy or that person seems a little shy or I don't like that guy. And and then when I would body paint them, uh, I would feel an energy from them that would very often be very, very different than whatever I was thinking that their energy was. So there was like almost like my when I start to paint, there's like something in my brain like that, like a portal of sort that opens up. And then I'm able to sort of see things in a more intuitive way or whatever. And the fact that I was going through that process with another person who was basically just available to me, they were just going to stand there. And, and, and I think the other, the other aspect of it was that over a period of time, you know, cause a lot of people, they put up facades. I mean, I guess everybody puts up facades, but a lot of people put up tremendous facades and, and, and when you're painting someone for over an hour, eventually they just get tired and they, they can't keep up the facade. And so then their energy just sort of bleeds through. And that's, I think, where the transformation takes place. And you almost say they don't look like they looked when you first saw them. And they're now, they're, their body language is not the same as, as it. And then you feel like all of a sudden, like you've kind of been through something, you have a little bit of a relationship or something. So it was just a lot of things that made the experience like very, uh, very rich and and fun because I really like the idea of reading reading people's energy and these were people that were willing to get you know like just naked and trusting me that I wasn't gonna like whatever like have like pervy thoughts or whatever like they just sort of trusted me because of my art and then just put themselves there and then as I would paint I would also the thoughts in my head I would just allow them to just sort of flow and then the next thing I know, like we kind of landed in in a place and and I and, and so that was very um, 
that's the best part of the whole thing. The best part of the whole thing, whether I'm known or or reputation or whatever, you know, or money or whatever. You know, it's like it's it's just that I've been able to connect with people in a way that is very intimate, very genuine, and uh, and 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 penetrates all these layers of, of bullshit that we're constantly bombarded with all these things that separate us and, and, and that keep us all in our own little, uh, everyone's in their own bubble, even though they, they don't, they appear to be in groups, but, and this just sort of just, it just very easily just breaks through all that. And, um, I mean, I, I couldn't stay still with it. I always wanted to take it to another level. Yeah. So how did you um, eventually take it from this one on one exchange where, you know, you you were reading energy and, and, and developing these cool pieces of art on the street to it getting more and more of a, I guess, event sort of um, energy where you got a lot of people involved? I know that body painting day is now what going on to its what year? Eighth year? Nine. Ninth year. So it's been almost a decade you've been doing this and it's still going strong. Like when did that whole body painting thing become the yearly thing that everyone looked forward to? Because a lot of people want I know when, you know, we're out there and we're painting and everything and people you know, they might do it one time and then they're like, oh, my gosh, body painting day. I, there's this thing called body painting day. I want to be involved with that. Like they see it as a kind of cathartic event. You know, it's a way for them to be a part of this art happening. How did you stumble upon making that a reality for these people? I was I started body painting, I guess, in out in the street in 2008 or nine or something like that. And, 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 and I, I was getting harassed by the cops quite a bit uh, when I was doing it in Times Square, when Times Square became a pedestrian plaza. And then I saw photos in the newspaper of everybody in lounge chairs in Times Square. And I was like, oh, I want to paint there. And I painted a guy and a girl and they were wearing bottoms for sure. And, uh, uh, but the cops gave me a big hard time. And then I called uh, Ron Kuby who was uh, at, at the time he was on the radio all the time, uh, Curtis and Kuby. And I was, was a fan of his and he's a, a famous civil liberties lawyer in New York. And uh, he agreed to represent me for free. And then he told me that it's full nudity is actually legal. And he wrote a letter to the city saying, don't, don't mess with my client or we're going to sue you and all this kind of thing. I mean, not in that language. And uh, so then I uh, started doing it in the street and I would say like one out of every two times or maybe one out of every three times I would paint in the city, I would get in press somewhere. Like I was just constantly getting in the press. And I would say I was also constantly getting harassed by police. So it was pretty intense. Uh, and so after I, I saw, so we were all arrested and then everybody was, it was, uh, was, you know, char charges were dropped. A couple models sued the city and made money. Uh, they, they officially announced that I'm allowed to paint in public, you know, that it's legal. And then people started calling me saying they wanted to paint with me. And then I was like, well, let me just make an event out of it, you know, make body painting event out of it. And then, uh, the first year it was 
just New York, and that was 2014, I think. And then uh, I think the second year, I just started calling up European cities because I don't know. I'd heard that you know their their nudity laws are 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 easier, and and nobody. The only ones that would do it was Amsterdam. Amsterdam was like, <laughs> okay, but you have to do it at this place. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what this place is, so right. I'll do it there. Sure. And uh, so it became pretty good um, pretty quickly and and ended up doing three of them in Amsterdam, three of them in San Francisco. This year is nine in New York. I did one in Berlin, one in Brussels, and one in Zurich. Wow. Now, what's the top amount of people that, uh, say, models and artists that were involved with any given um, body painting day anywhere? It would be 2015, believe it or not, at Dag Hammarskjöld. Uh, Craig Tracy was definitely telling a lot of people about it. So a lot of the people from the body painting world came. Uh, I was at the time I was working with young naturists, so they were bringing a lot of models. So everything was sort of lined up. And that year I had 70 artists and 90 models. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, and, and the art, and a lot of the art was, you know, really, really strong because it, it, um, it involved so many like professional body painters or people that were, you know, body doing painting. body painting, right? Yeah. They were doing it and all. So. Uh, I mean, it was it was a heavy lift. I mean, not don't get me wrong, but I I found I I find with myself that I really don't want to stay in one place too long, and I think having done the type of work that I did, which is so uh, I don't know if the word that pops into my head is cutting edge, but no, the really the the more fair word is dynamic. That if you know if you're doing work that's very dynamic, it's it's very challenging because how do you keep that same that same level of of like wow that same level of of power because you know you 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 you, know, you really it grows and grows and grows but then at some point it it didn't. It's it didn't grow as much after a certain point. Like it, mm. it was still good experiences, but I was like not as satisfied with it. You know what I mean? Like right, it was right. having large groups of people, you know, getting painted was like I wanted something more. And so I, I started doing different events like the protest against divisiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did chalk art day, which which uh, you were there for that, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, obviously, you know, now I'm doing the naked theater, but that, that's, that was a lot later. And, and I, I kind of felt like I wanted to take the same level of impact that the body painting had. And I wanted to sort of apply it to different things so that it could continue to grow. So let's talk about for a second, like in your choosing to go in different directions, you ended up at some point, right, establishing a nonprofit. Human Connection Arts, which then allowed you to kind of create more opportunities for, I guess, art happenings. So tell us a little bit about when you started, you know, focusing your energy on like this nonprofit approach, how what your message was overall and what was it that you were trying to create on a larger level, on a higher level? 
outside of just the art? Well, I mean, I, I would say that as I was doing a lot of the body painting in Times Square and I was definitely making, you know, a, a, a good name for myself, uh, um, increasingly people were saying that it was a stunt. Increasingly people were saying that like I was just an artist who's trying to get attention. And I really didn't feel that way. I felt like I was trying to make an impact. Right. And, uh, and so that was actually the inspiration for me to start a nonprofit. I was like, I'm not this artist who's trying to use this attention to sell his art. In fact, I don't even really want to sell my art. I really want to make art to share with people. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself the alternative to the idea of selling art that hangs in someone's living room. And I prefer to actually give the art away for free through public performance art and then ask people who appreciate it to just basically donate money. And that's, right. that's what I've been doing. And, um, you know, maybe I should try to sell the art cause I have some, you know, I have some strong pieces, especially the human campus stuff. <laughs> but I, and if somebody else wanted to do it, I'd be fine with it, but it's, it's not, that's not like where, that's not where my energy's at. And, I'm able to sustain, you know, my life is sustainable doing it the way I'm doing it. Right. So I started Human Connection Arts because I wanted to make a statement that, and it's a funny statement in a way because like painting naked people is a charity. And it is a charity because people are empowered by it. People that are getting painted are empowered by it. And people that see it, uh, their minds are expanded of what art could be and what the public space can be. And, and what the role of, of, of how we connect with each other, you know, could be. And uh, I think it, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't, tell you, I can't say how everybody processes it, but I can say that um, I believe in it as much as anything else. And uh, so, yeah, so the, the, being a nonprofit, I guess, maybe made that statement. It's, it's hard for me to really, you know, know how everybody processes it, but... A lot of people, yeah, some people it's on their bucket list, like you say, you know, mm -hmm, they really mm -hmm. want to do it. And then some people, they need to do it more and more. I guess like for me, like as time went on and as I did projects like, um, you know, like Body Notes or or um, the protest against divisiveness, it, it felt like I kind of entered a different realm that is... Uh, I'll just say it this way, like when an artist makes a painting, now different artists paint for different reasons in different ways, but if, from my point of view, when an artist makes a painting, the, uh, the, their, their awareness of what the painting really means is, is not that high because they're, they're not really thinking, well, some people, of course, they plan it out and they go, I want to make a painting of this and I want to, it's like a statement, but I don't really think of that as art. I think when an artist makes a painting, they feel something and then they're like in this heightened level where they're just making art and all of these ideas are manifesting in this other way. And that's why there's a, a, a universal kind of quality to art. And that's why uh, art can be so impactful because I can paint a picture of a horse and it's not really a horse. It's, it looks like a horse, but it's actually could be a whole idea of of all the the struggles or the inspirations that I'm living with, and it's 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 it manifests in a different way, like the way a dream 
manifests in a different way. So it brings like that whole other world, you can call it subconscious or spiritual, it brings that whole other world into this reality. And it's especially significant or important or impactful in a world that's so literal where it's like, you know, how much money are you making and how fast is your car and how big is your house and, 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 and all these, like everything is so like literal. And now all of a sudden you're doing something that's, you know, anyway. So when I did something like uh, protest against divisiveness, in a way, it's like a little bit of a dangerous thing because it started to bring some of the literal into these art performances. And, and I would just watch the news and I would, not that I watched the news that much, but you could see what's going on around us. And now the divisiveness of three years ago when we did the protest against divisiveness is like a pebble compared to the divisiveness that's on now. Imagine what it's going to be like in three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I predict the shit show. And, and I looked at it and I go, the problem, and have people are protesting all the time. Everybody's out protesting all the time. And I thought it was clever to basically say, you know, I want to protest divisiveness, which is an oxymoron because, or a contradiction, because you, you can't protest divisiveness. You're protesting what someone, it's like, it's like, I, and I would say to people, I'd say, it's really not a protest. It's really a call for unity. Uh, and some people got in, some people didn't. And some people actually were mad as hell at me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess the point is really that uh, once you, you know, enter the realm of being more literal, once you enter the realm of really trying to actually not only make an impact, but in your mind, you have an idea of what that impact is, then uh, that became more difficult for me because then I would feel disappointment if people weren't feeling or thinking what I kind of expected or now I had expectations. Mm, right. And when I was just painting, like when I was just painting, people sometimes would come over and be aggressive and I never minded it. I was like, when this person's aggressive, that's just their way of processing this. They, they obviously have some kind of inner battle going on and, you know, power to them. And I just sort of like, I didn't, I, I was happy that, that I kind of brought that to the surface, but it wasn't like I was pretending to know what's best for anybody. So I just was painting. Right. But with protest against divisiveness, it was definitely some of my own ideas that I was imposing. And, and I don't know that my ideas were not really well received. They may have been well received. But from my point of view, the, the process of it was uh, more frustration because I felt like, how could you not see how... Um, you know, how divisiveness is, is taking all our power away. And I can go on and on, you know, about it and, and, and how the, the, the political system is, is built in a way to create all these wedge issues that basically, you know, put us, you know, against each other. And I, and I, I think about that stuff, you know, like all the time, like, it's like, like I, I'm just going to throw it out and I'm not going to dwell on it because I don't care. I mean, you know, it's, unless you want to, but like it's very peculiar how Roe v. Wade was was changed when it was changed. Like why now? Why not a year ago? Why not two years ago? I mean, the, the Supreme Court had the same makeup they had when Trump was president. Why did why didn't they do it then? Why now? I just want to know, because I think it's very I think it's they it's planned on to get the kind of there's there's obviously plans i mean people are making plans all the time i'm sorry anyway so i'm just saying is that to me 
I'm dedicated personally to a life of, of, of love. And, and, and what's ironic, uh, Jen, is that when I say I'm dedicated to a life of love, I'm not saying that in a particularly loving way, I don't think. Like I'm saying that in more of a, 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 a I, I, would, I don't know how I seem, but I say I feel frustrated more. So I'm like, God, will you just love? Already? You know, and it's like, well, that's a weird thing. <laughs> Well, there's passion behind it. You definitely have. Uh, you've said this before where, you know, that is your overriding message, like getting it's about community and it's about getting people together in the name of love. You know what I mean? Like, how do we connect over how we we are separated? It's it's we have probably a, all a lot more in common than we do differences. So I think that that's very apparent. I know when I've been involved with all your different uh, events it's uh, you always feel the similarities, especially when people are standing around naked because they're just so stripped down to nothing. So all of those things that keep us in our packaging, you know, like, oh, I'm in this group. I am, you know, I identify with these people or I this is how I self-identify or all of those things are just like withered away because everybody's just got the same things you know underneath all the clothes underneath we're just we're just fragile human beings you know what i mean so it i think that you have pushed the envelope in so many ways that most artists i don't think do i see a lot of artists just look looking at art forms as you know um mediums you know what I mean? Okay, here's my canvas and I'm applying uh, uh, something to it. But it's not thought through in terms of like, what's the impact I can actually make with this? And that's something that I always was driven by as well, get being involved with with um, your group and stuff. I did want to talk about your next endeavor, which is going on currently. You've had two now. And I think um, it's it's it falls into this need for you to make more of an impact, give, deliver more of a message, communicate more of yourself and your overall view of things, because there's a lot more, well, whenever you're dealing with language over just visual art, which uh, theater is, you're involved now with the, this theater, the, this project of yours, naked theater. Now the first one that you did was, kind of like putting it out there for the first time this last one that you were involved with this production was uh i guess subtitled freedom dance which was really interesting because you definitely incorporated a lot of dance in in the piece so there's dance there's um you know discussions there's audience interaction there's um, I know I, I had come from a theater background, so it, it, it very much reminds me in the, of the spirit of a chorus line, which is, you know, a new um, avenue for you in terms of expression. So how did you decide to get involved with Naked Theater? What is it becoming? Is it going to be a third? What's what's your view on that whole scene? Oh, thank you. I, I uh, hey, look, I mean, theater might be the the thing that really, you know, opens up a new uh, a new pathway. You know, it definitely is something that I feel um, very engaged with, and my favorite part of it is uh, the writing. And I feel like I could, you know, really 
I guess because of the all of the body painting and the, the groups and body painting day and all, I've sort of have a real good relationship and understanding of how people process nudity and all of the things that are involved in it. So I think that the way it's sort of developed is it's not a play about nudity. It's, it's a play about life, but um, has nudity in it so that we are all vulnerable and we're sort of taking this whole thing into a realm where people, as I said before, like they don't really carry a lot of these preconceived ideas, you know, into it because there's everything about it is sort of different than what people are expecting and what they're used to. And so they have to just be able to make themselves vulnerable in order to process it all. And so I think that that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. And uh, when I, the first show was called, Who Are You? Um, and um, I intentionally simplified the, the, the show as much as possible. I, I just, it was, I just wanted to make it where I just didn't know if people were gonna be able to process it. And, and one of the things that I learned, because I don't really have any experience in theater, I, that was that when people go to the theater, they're, they kind of are, at a, uh, they're prepared to process things in a deeper way than they are when they're walking around the street. So I was sort of, my expectations was basically on people that are experiencing our events in the street where they're just like, what's this, you know? But here, like, they're kind of like saying, well, like, I'm gonna be open to what things are. And I was like, wow, they really understood all the, I mean, I can call them jokes, but I didn't write them as jokes. They were laughing at it, but they they were understanding all the, the ironies or mm. that I was referring to. And I was like, wow, okay, I could take this to another level. And then in the second show, which was called Freedom Dance, uh, which is really, even though, I mean, it's not an inappropriate title, but the show is really about rebirth. I mean, that the whole show is about rebirth. And it's also a show about, it's also a show about love uh, and the, you know, the infinity of love, I guess. But in any case, um, the I, I was much more ambitious with the second show and uh, I've already written so much uh, that I can at least make a few more shows with just the stuff that I've written. I guess people would know that the way I write these shows is it's a series of scenes that are individual scenes that work independently, but that take, you know, take the whole thing into, a, a, you know, the whole show into a, a place. It lands somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, the third show, and which I'm going to try to do in uh, probably October, um, I, I, I have a name, which, but I don't know if it's going to be, you know, because I didn't write it, write it. I have a lot of scenes for it. But the name that I came up with, which may or may not stick, was uh, is, uh, Sexuality in America. Mm. I think it's sort of like, in some ways in the world we're living in, um, I, I, I don't want to say this completely, but I think sexuality is the elephant in the room. And I think the, uh, maybe even more than sexuality being the elephant in the room is the, the environment of where girls sort of just have to or women or females, you know, whatever. They, they, they have to just tolerate 
um, you know, being, I, I don't know if objectified is the right word, but just sort of being looked at in a way that's um, not really seeing them as like, you know, fellow human beings. Like there's a, there's a, you know, and, and, and it, it's women suffer from it, but we all suffer from it. Like the, the role of, uh, I'm not saying it pretty clunky, but that's okay. The, mm -hmm. the role of, uh, uh, of the female point of view, uh, feminine energy, if you will, is, uh, is, is like uh, very necessary and is, we're very deficient in that. So if you walk around and you don't have any vitamin C, uh, you're going to have problems and we all have problems and the role of females being at their rightful place, if you will, based on our, our evolutionary genetics, you know, would, would, you know, it would, it would be a world much more filled with, uh, you know, love and, and cooperation and much less a world, uh, filled with, um, you know, uh, aggression and, uh, uh, competition and and I, I I would say that I think that if you if it was imbalanced the other way it would be a problem too uh, but so if not thinking like uh, that we need to get rid of competition because uh, you know we, we it's not just that we got here because we're able to dominate our environment and dominates a weird word but that we um, uh, but the male energy is 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 just as important as the female but the female energy is just as important as the male and we live in an environment where there's deficient in the female and the female uh females are being rewarded by being masculine today mm. uh mm -hmm. so i i and but they're still female so they're suffering because then they have like this this you know this uh whatever this uh there's a word for it you know where people are not connected with themselves you know right, like right you know and and it, it it circles around and you know there's whatever it just is what it is and it seems to me that you know um you know we did a survey after the last body painting day because this subject came up in a different way mm. and i was like i wanted to know how girls that i say girls and maybe people don't like the word but like how females at body painting day were experiencing things, mm. you know, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and the reports were like, you know, like basically like a hundred percent positive to be honest. That's good. But, yeah. Were the surveys yeah. just given to females? No, it was given across uh, okay. the whole thing. Uh, but there was no negatives and, and, and uh, the only negative was one person was on the, on the van and she wanted to be more with the group, but it was like, that yeah. wasn't a like, negative experience. Right. But I, I've had like, uh, and uh, we had an experience where there was, um, uh, at the Halloween parade where there was, uh, actually a guy and a guy, there were actually a couple and they were misbehaving and there, you know, I brought it up to one of the models and because i found out and and she never brought it up to me and she'd been in my events quite a bit and she told me that she didn't want to bring it up to me because she didn't want to ruin my event mm. and that was like um that's upsetting to me because 
like she doesn't know that she is the event that if she has yeah, a bad experience right it's a bad event even yeah. if nobody knows about it and it has a good picture but that that's not a successful event i'm not doing it yeah. to look like we're empowering i'm doing it to empower right so if exactly. someone's having the opposite experience not only do i want to know about it but i i want to address it yeah and the next time i don't know so i i think that it's like i think that you know you're taking on a lot you being me taking on a lot and i think in some ways theater is a great way to actually address concepts yeah and i think when you're doing live public body painting you just simply if you're if you're focused on you, when you're doing art here's the concept jen people say i just want to make the world a better place i don't really know what the hell that is i mean i don't know what better place is what's a better place and I don't know that I could do something to make it a better place. I mean, if you save someone's life, you say that's better. But then if that guy is really hurtful to people, well, then I guess that's worse. I mean, it's sort of like, and, and, and as a human being, as this little, this little person, you know, uh, how much responsibility do we have over the world? You know, I think the, the way to make a better place as an artist is to really just get in touch with who you are and express yourself, which you've always been able to do. So that to you might seem like whatever. But I know, for instance, when I was strung out on antipsychotics and I wasn't able to paint that I went to school for, you know, that was devastating. And I knew I could I wasn't contributing at all to what my code, my DNA had created within me to to contribute so you know i i do believe one of the successes behind your efforts in the art community is to bring people together with that message because i don't know how i'm in the schools again as you know teaching the the kids uh, art and i can't believe that the kids don't even know how to use glue sticks you know what i mean like and i say to the teachers what's going on they're like well with, with there's nothing there's no art anymore and we don't do that in school. We, 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 we're always doing reading and writing and math. And, but why is that a better, why is that our goals in schools to make a better world of our future kids, just making sure that they're not having any kind of exposure to a variety of different ways that they can express themselves, right? If you show the kids a variety of different ways they can express themselves and some of them have talents in these areas and they go at it and they're able to live their best lives. And that's, I believe, maybe I'm mean naive as all well, hell, but I believe that if everybody has their full potential and their full capabilities and all the resources there, this world would be a much better place. And even if it's just an idea, even if it's always, you know what, it always comes down to the concepts, right? We're almost losing democracy because everybody's not believing in democracy anymore. So like the idea that we can make a better place with just expressing ourselves is real when it comes to these events, because when I know when I'm talking to people about it, that's all they want to say. They're always saying that they're like, oh, my God, you know, and just being a model. They're so happy that I'm able to express myself through on their skin, 
You know what I mean? They feel like there's an ownership. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a partnership there. So we are empowering everybody to, to give a message. And to me, if I am in a, maybe it's just cause I'm, I'm an artist and I see things in color and, and I'm always triggered positively by just like lots of color. When we do a parade down the street and there's tons of color coming your way and we go down the streets, I just would take one picture after another of so many smiles in New York City. And it's really hard to get people to break through that and like out of their world, out of their phones and to look up and to see and to see their their smiles like across the lit across their faces it was such a thrill because I was just like, you know what? Like, isn't this, this is how you spread it. This is how you spread the idea that these things matter. And I think in our world, art, sadly, and that goes for arts across the board, they're secondary in, because maybe they, they're not making, you know, it's not about a money thing. It's about a love thing. It's about a passion thing. So people always like take a step back, but if you can, get it in their face and then suddenly they have to contend with it and make an opinion about it. Usually that opinion is so positive because they realize it's something primal within us, you know, to, to try to communicate. I mean, you see these cave paintings on the walls of, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's, it's in our, it's in our blood. You know, it's in our DNA, this stuff, and it can't be lost. So I, I believe that you are making a, a, a big difference. I don't, I, I think, uh, and I love the art community, but I believe I do, in my personal opinion, especially in Westchester, the artists aren't necessarily looking for a big community push. The, it's very art, artists tend to be loners, you know? So to create their art on their own and to just put them put it somewhere and they're happy and that's that. But if you really push it out there on that level, it, it, you I think changes can be made. And and even if it just begins with the conversation, a one on one conversation while you're painting someone. Well, uh, Jen, I mean, I I think that was uh, that was very beautifully said, <laughs> and uh, I I I couldn't have said it better, and. Um, I, I understand and I, I guess like for me for me personally as an artist my art is better when it comes from a place of frustration mm. uh, and when I feel frustrated I embrace that mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel like a lot of people they say well this is not a good feeling I'm gonna I want to feel you know happy so you could you could feel happy. You you just just look at the things that are happy, you know. But it's like it was like yeah. But then then you think doctors are losers because you know they're like everybody's sick. Well, yeah, because you're trying to make them better. So you it's heavy, you know. And so I think that you know art has the ability to deal with heaviness, and I'm not saying it should. And I, and I'll even say on a side note that the the that one of the things that was so wonderful about body painting for me was that. I would paint regardless of what mood I'm in, because you schedule a painting. You don't know whether this is going to be your your your. You know, I got like whatever, like seven or twelve different moods, and and then you're just painting in all of them because you're just scheduling them and you're coming in and you're painting, and so you're 
you're sort of, and that's a wonderful thing because my general thing is sometimes stuff piles up and then in my head or my heart, and then I like write a whole bunch of poems or I'll draw, do a huge number of drawings. And, and I don't try to resist feeling frustrated. I'm like, let it, let it percolate and ferment and go. But, you know, to, to your point, and, and I, I know it's, I know it's true what you said. Uh, the 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 live body painting in the public streets. It was, you know, it's like a miracle in a way. It's just, it's too beautiful. It's mm. it, it 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 imposes it imposes love on people. It imposes freedom on people. It it like says I'm a I'm a badass for the sake of human connection. Like, yeah, that's, and, and so people are like, Hey, wow, that's kind of pretty, you know? And so like, you know, and, and so you're not doing it with a negative intent. It seems that a lot of people that do public art, you know, and stuff, it's, it's very often, you know, there's a, like, there's a fuck you in there. There's a, there's like an antagonistic kind of thing. And, and this sort of is, it rides the line between those two things. So it, it I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and the experience as being the one who kind of, did it is like I just maybe it's my mood right now but like I don't know staying in the same place is um it's just not me like I just I just want to go to I just want to do the next thing and uh that's why you know I kept doing these different things and I think that those things have sort of a magic you know, to them, I think the naked theater has a magic to it because of the fact that it, um, I'm able to be so articulate and I'm able to use the bodies and colors and, and just re represent the world to people with this, this other layer, the nudity, you know, but the component that it just could never have is guerrilla style art in the middle of Times Square and tourists going to the Disney store and going yeah. to a Broadway show <laughs> and, and having to suddenly process this and like, oh, I guess it's New York, you know, or, but it, right. but it's sort of, and then, and that's why it was all over the news for so long when I was doing it. And, and I told Carol, my wife, I told her, I said to this, I said about a year ago, I said, when I die, they're going to put a, I'm going to, there's going to be my, uh, you know, my, what is it? Gravestone. Mm -hmm. It's say, here lies Andy Gollop. Here lies Andy Gollop. He painted naked people in Times Square. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that. And I'm good with that. Yeah. But, and she said, that's not necessarily true. And I'm like, I don't want to compete with myself. I'm comfortable feeling that, that, that was so magical that, the other things that I did, not that they weren't good or not that they weren't important, but that I'd, I'm not trying to compete with that. I'm not trying yeah. to make the right. next body painting day, the next human connection arts, this thing, there was something just very magical about the way it sort of just from the get go, it just came to life and just kept moving and changing and morphing and, and just, and, and, and all in a beautiful, wonderful, growing, positive, colorful way. And right. so I, I don't, I, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm a, especially as an artist, the idea that you can have individual impact and social impact through your art. 
I feel like in some ways I'm playing on borrowed time right now because yeah. I accomplished so much in that way. And I'm, I'm so blessed by that, but here I am and I'm not, you know, I'm not done and I'm not old, so I'm going to keep doing stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess that like, um, the way that life is, is that you walk around and your heart is as open as it is whenever it is and as closed as it is whenever it is. And maybe it changes situation or, you know, or, you know, but I, I find that very often, um, my heart is very open and because my heart is very open, all the, <clears throat> all the negative energy that is around it, it, um, it really affects me. And somebody could say, well, then close your heart. And I say, but I don't want to close my heart. Right. And so the question is how strong am I to be able to absorb negative energy in order to basically to be able to connect with people and to see people and to have, you know, to, to emit, to, to emit love. And that means that sometimes, you know, you might walk around and, and be negative yourself and, and, and have all that. And so it's, it's, it's a difficult, you know, it's a difficult environment that we're in because it's filled with so much, you know, so much angst and aggression and, you know, and there's so many, there's, there's a lot to contend with, not just the world. I mean, there's things like, you know, like war and, you know, and, and, and uh, what are those things called? Like, uh, you know, like COVID, it's called a pa oh, yeah, war, pandemics Pandemic. and, other, and other things and shootings <laughs> and all. But I'm not even that's not even like the right. thing that really gets me down. Right, right. It's it's all the the fear and the hatred and right. and the intolerance. And those are the things that are the human things, because that's what I those are people that I actually do connect to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so sometimes I I go through periods of time and I'm not trying to get all shrinky here, I promise, where um it, it might be a little much for me. Um, and then I, I either retreat or I, I, I stand up for myself a little stronger um, or I talk to people that I think are strong in their own right and I sort of try to encourage them to lift me up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and maybe when I do so they they don't they just think oh Andy's down but it's it's not really like that it's really more like like a determination to continue not the fight but continue the 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 um I don't know the right words funny I can't think of the words not a fight but to continue to go out into the world and to be, to, to, to fight, to fight for love. It's, it's a weird thing because it's fighting seems like you're trying to destroy somebody else. But I think it's really more just, just being able to sort of take all of your energy and compact it yeah. here and then sort of shoot it out. Yes. And then, and then there are times when you do that where either the right people or the wrong people say the wrong things or do the wrong things or that I'm processing it in a way that <clears throat> becomes particularly impactful to me, mm -hmm. uh, which maybe 
I'm giving people more power than I'm giving this guy more power than that person, you know, like, I don't know. But, you know, uh, if some days I, I wake up and I feel, some days I wake up and I feel powerless and some days I wake up and I feel like completely powerful. Yeah. It, it seems to be like a, um, a cycle. Like it seems to just sort of like a wave, like it seems to just keep going. And so, I don't know, maybe the, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't want to go too on it, too long on it, but I just would say that, uh, I just say that I do believe very, very deeply, uh, you know, uh, that I'm as blessed, uh, as blessed as I, you know, really could ever ask to be. And uh, because of the fact that I, either stumbled on or it was fate to to end up having this thing and this thing to sort of take hold and um and it's something that probably is a great thing but maybe it's not but that i'm not satisfied with that like i'm not really just trying to just go back into Times square and just keep painting people i mean i like doing it but it's like i gotta take the next thing on yeah. and and with the naked theater taking on the role of sexuality is it, it, it could be other things. It doesn't have to be that. It just seems like that is such a, uh, a dominant it's to me, it feels like that's where if it's not the source, it's very, very close to the source of, of all the things. So it's like exploitation and, and it's uh, we all suffer. So I, I think that that would be something, but it's like, that seems like that's not a, that's a hard battle because that's that stuff's, that stuff's pretty deep. Well, I, I'm going to say a few things. Okay. So like, yeah, totally. It's a totally hard battle, but I think it's wonderful that you're taking it on because it's definitely opening up the floodgates. Like why not? Right. It's something that's going to be provocative and that's your job as the artist. You don't need to know, worry about reactions. You need to just be able to express it and, and bring to light what the story that you want to show, which I know that you'll do a great job at. Because you're you're you have integrity in that way. Also, I want to just point out, and it's so important. I loved how you really shared your process of going in and out of these, I guess, ups and downs with feeling, as you say, one day powerless, the next day powerful. That to me means that you're still you're still in the zone of committing to being your best creator self because you know that's what the artist personality is and if we block that or if we say well no no you know i did that uh covid nation thing which you know i'm very happy it's like showing right now in a health center and everything and i was so during covid i didn't have the same thing where i wanted to be around people i wanted to be completely secluded you know i didn't want to die and i had my son and that's all i thought about so i just was like okay i'm gonna be painting in, in my house but the thing is i remember that time period because i was so it was so volatile and i wanted so much to express myself that i poured everything out and it was this constant daily like feeling like completely overwhelmed with these feelings and then just getting it all out and just not knowing if it was going to resonate and not giving a shit because it was about what I needed to express. And you never really know what the impact is going to be, right? But but knowing that you're just being true to the process. So 
in the end, it ended up like rounding itself out. And I loved the end results. And but I'm, I remember going through it. It took me a year to complete those paintings. And it was just such a like cathartic and painful, painful experience because I was like, I can't communicate it unless I get it down in these symbols. You know, like this is my obligation to myself. If no one sees it, fine. But I have to do it for myself. So the fact that you've always committed to the journey, not knowing what was going to be on the other side, not knowing necessarily if people are going to take to it. That's why it felt like such a miracle, because all these people take, you know, being so positive in the reception of it. I don't even know if that was something in your your imagination at first, you know, like, yes, you wanted to make an impact, but you just really were, I feel like propelled to just commit to the process wherever that took you. So this new process with the theater and it taking you into this uh, realm of a very hot topic of sexuality, I send you luck. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be great to see. I'm going to be enjoying being an audience member in this. Um, But you know, don't let it stop you any kind of negativity uh, 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 along the way, because again, and don't I, I, I want to say this for all artists, personality types who are out there labeled or non-labeled, because a lot of us get labeled for these artistic, um, I guess, you know, like this, this angst sometimes we have, you know, because it, it is so important for us to to make sure that we can communicate somehow. You know, we have the ability to communicate in ways that others don't, right? Visually. I mean, a lot of people see things and they're like, oh, wow, that's so great. But you know, when we're out there painting and people are like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're doing that. You know, like, they're just so not able to do it. And it, it's a reminder to be humble, right? Because, wow, we have that gift to always like, and to make sure that we, we continue to use it in some capacity. Um, you know, it's going to be with the ups and downs of those days, you know, and, and, and there's no apologies that artists should feel that they need to make as long as we, you know, try to, I mean, naturally in the process, make sure that the people around us are, you know, somewhat, somewhat taken care of, you know, um, and I believe that you do that. So I'm very, I'm very pleased that you're continuing down your path and continuing to push the envelope. Um, that was also uh, very, very nice, Jen. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, I, and uh, I appreciate it. And uh, it, it, it means a lot to me. Well, I think that you are a sensational artist and you, you're out there and you're continuing doing your thing. And I, I, I'm very, very appreciative of, of the work that you do um, to, to try to make a difference in, in the community, in, in New York City and, and beyond. So, so tell us, when is the next thing on the agenda? There's a body painting day coming around, right? Yeah, July 24th uh, at Union Square North, which is at 17th Street. Um, at Union Square, and uh, we're going to have uh, about 40 artists and 50 models, 50 new male and female models of all shapes and sizes, and uh, getting painted in full public view for four hours. And after that event, 
we are going to, we're not doing a march this year, we're going to have our first um, uh, circle of hope where we're going to get up to a thousand people all to hold hands, share some of their ideas about what they hope for, also to listen to some music and watch some dance performances from the Naked Theater. Uh, and so that, the, uh, August 24th, is, I mean, August, July 24th is, uh, you know, is that event and it's, uh, I'm very excited about that. And then after that, it's going to be just, you know, some, then it's pretty chill for the rest of the summer. And then I'm going to be planning for, uh, stay tuned for the next Naked Theater, which, you know, should be, uh, likely in October. Awesome. Now what those, uh, the, the location you gave and the times so that people know when to, to come around and, and watch for you guys. Uh, well, the, the, the painting is from noon to four and the, uh, the, the, the circle of hope is from four thirty to five. Um, and then we're going to take a bus ride and, uh, we'll have a party after. But the other thing is that, um, you know, if, if there are artists that are interested in, in joining, they, uh, you know, there, there is still um, some, you know, some room. I mean, obviously time's tight, but there is some room for artists if they wanted to join. Awesome. Now, how can people view your work, learn about Human Connection Arts? What is the website? Uh, humanconnectionarts.org. So it's human connection and arts arts is plural dot org and then um my work is uh you could my website is andy golub g-o-l-u-b dot com and if you uh google my name then you can not only see tons of my images but uh it's not hard to find the story about all the arrest and the painting in times square and the human canvas paintings and all these really you know dynamic and fun fun projects Yes, yeah, some fabulous Yubin uh, canvas paintings. Um, now, how can they follow you on social media? It's on Instagram. It's Connection Arts. And Instagram, it's Andy Golub. And I think on Facebook, it's I think it's Human Connection Arts. And it's Andy Golub. There's two Andy Golubs. There. Okay. All right. So people check him out and follow us to uh the body painting day event because i'll be involved too i'm looking forward to it um last thing we did was pride fest andy's um nonprofit was there uh doing its thing and making its mark and having a, a, a very positive presence i felt that uh people appreciated you that day so thank you jen it was good to to be present it was nice to see you. Andy, thank you. It was great talking to you. And um, I can't wait for Body Painting Day. Talk to you soon, Jen. Okay. Thanks for listening to Not As Crazy As You Think. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And remember, mental health is attainable for anyone, especially those labeled with mental illness. Until next time, peace out.